Trading Nut, episode 153. Make your technicals, your trading as simple as possible. Because there's a lot of mental stuff that you need to deal with. And if you make your trading simple, you don't have to think about it anymore. And only thing you need to deal with is your psychology. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Dovi FX on the show. Now, if that name sounds familiar, well, Dovi was one of my guests on Trader vs. Trader, which was a backtesting challenge I ran back in April this year. Now, Dovi wasn't just a contestant. He actually won the whole challenge, and he did it very convincingly. He got 30% over five trades in the last, in the final, and he got like four, uh, 20% in five trades in the semi-final. So this guy absolutely destroyed the challenge. And I thought I got as much out of him as I could during those uh, probably nine hours of footage that we shot where he was actually taking trades on a back tester. Uh, now, I thought I got it all, but I found out I didn't. That's why I got him back on the show and did a full-on podcast interview with him. Uh, he drops so much value in the show, guys. It's coming up in a second. Uh, I know you're going to love it. And then afterwards, we jumped on a price chart, and he drops even more value. And you can actually see how he takes a trade. I thought I got a fair idea for how he did it when I was doing the backtesting challenges. What I found out was I didn't. This breaks it down fully in a lot of detail, so you've got to watch this to get a real unique and interesting single kind of, uh, I suppose, edge in the market that you could you know, potentially repeat yourselves. Now, um, other things going on here at Trading Up, we've got the Genius Trader, which I keep mentioning, and I can see in the comments people are getting frustrated because it's being mentioned, but nothing's showing, uh, and you're not hearing any more about it. Now, it is coming this Friday. I'm actually recording uh, something with the other person involved in Genius Trader. So guys, that will hopefully mean that once that's recorded, we can get this out probably in the new year, maybe before, I don't know, we'll work it out. But it's coming, trust me, it's coming. Along with some other cool shows, we've got someone who's been in the industry for so long, Trades Retail now, was uh, traded in every single firm you could possibly imagine. That is coming up. Some amazing institutional knowledge there, as well as uh, we've got somebody who was an ex Top Gun. So they actually did the Top Gun flight training, and they now are tra- a trader. So they obviously did the training and passed it, but they're a trader now. So we've got them coming up as well, along with a bunch of other cool episodes over the Christmas break and into the new year. So that's all coming up here on Trading Up. Now, other things going on here at Trading Up, we've got the Happy Singles Bot, which I built for the uh, for December 2021. You can get access to that if you join my Robot Builders Club and it's part of my robot lab. So it's running on a demo account, did 2% of the first week, which is fantastic to see. We're running for the month of December. If you join in December, you get access to this. After December, it disappears. So if you're looking to automate any of your trading, semi-automate it, fully automate it, then go and check out my Robot Builders Club. I teach you how to use a software called FX Dreamer and build trading robots without any coding at all, and you can pretty much automate 
virtually anything you can dream up. All right, guys, that's all over there at tradingnut.com. But for now, let's get on with the show. Hey, folks, my sponsors, City Traders Imperium, have just launched some amazing changes to their funded trader program. You got to check out. You can now skip the whole evaluation, trade gold as well as Forex. Plus, they've increased the drawdown you're allowed in both the evaluation and when funded. With C2A, it's even faster and easier to reach up to $4 million in funding with a 50 to 70% profit share. Click the link in the description to find out what else has changed. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got someone who looks fairly familiar to the show. If you've been around for a while, we've got Dovi FX here, all the way from Lithuania this time, not the States. How are things with you, Dovi? Uh, it's been great. It's been great moving step by step, uh, you know, educating people, trading myself, and just life here in Lithuania is much easier, and I'm happy to be here. Well, guys, if you, if you don't know Dovi, if you, he's completely unfamiliar to you, well, here's a quick sort of potted history. He uh, went and did my trading view. Uh, was it trading view replay? Oh, I don't think it was a trading view. I think it was the, the Forex trader Simulator. Trader versus Re- trader. Yeah, trader versus trader, Forex Simulator Challenge. And you came out top of the table. In fact, I think you got the highest score out of anyone that did it, which is phenomenal, which was something like, I think when the first time we did it, it was based on R. The second time we did it was based on percentage. And I think you got like 20, 30% or something after yeah. five trades, which was amazing. So guys, we're in good hands here today. Dobby's going to give us a story and then sort of give us some hints and tips for, for you traders out there. So to start off, Dobby, uh, What's the? How'd you get into this trading gig? Because I, I can't even remember what we spoke about in the shows that we had. So basically, a um, couple of weeks ago, I was thinking about how my whole life I was been I has I have been going against the odds, right? So basically, uh, when I started uh, looking into trading, I was playing Division One basketball in the United States which is NCAA division. And uh, the statistics says that only two to 3% of the basketball players get into that level of uh, basketball. So I was already going against the odds where only two or three people percent people make it. And then I kind of started looking into trading because can I just um, ask a question? I mean, what, so of the two to 3% that that's that make it to NCAA and then yes. how many make it to what percentage make it to the NBA? I think it's one or less than 1%. Wow. Okay. So this is the top elite basketball in the world, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So so I was like already with that mindset of, okay, I can, if I made it here, I can make make it same thing somewhere else. And since I've been into basketball for 15 years and I kind of realized what kind of uh, passion, what kind of work ethic it takes to get there, um, I kind of realized that I want to do something else uh, that gives me more freedom, that gives me more, uh, you know, I want to be my own boss rather than depend on some agents or some coaches, you know. So I kind of started looking into uh, stuff uh, like, you know, drop shipping and stuff like that. And I kind of stopped that trading and I put my head down and I was like all in, like, before practice, after practice, during the night, I was just kind of trading, you know. And th- there was this one time when during the practice, I told coach, look, coach, I want to go to the bathroom. I run to the bathroom and I just check my phone to see how my trade is going. And after I came back home, I really asked myself, do I want to 
keep doing basketball or do you want to like, like transform to trading, you know? So I really asked that cool question and I was just like still giving me myself some time to uh, realize if I can do this or not. And I kind of like, so I fell in love, you know, I didn't fall in love with trading because, oh, you can make this and this much money. It's because I actually liked analyzing charts. I actually liked being wrong. I liked being wrong because in trading, if you lose money or if you make a mistake, only one that you can blame is yourself. And trading is kind of like uh, looking at the mirror. It tells all your frauds, like if you are disciplined or not, if you have a good work ethic or not, if you are mature enough or not, and all these kind of stuff trading tells you by showing results that you get if you're winning or losing. And if you are strong enough and if you are passionate enough, I think passionate is the strongest word in trading, uh, then you can overcome all these things uh, and just become profitable, become successful in this business. That's um, what you said there where you, the fact you liked being wrong is something that, I mean, for me, I, I listen to you say that and I think, man, that's one of my problems is I don't like being wrong. So yeah. can you sort of, I mean, you've had a few clients come through your, you know, your training and stuff over the years. I mean, can you sort of give us some insight into helping someone out who doesn't like being wrong? It's, uh, look, the trading is like a trial of error. It's like, uh, imagine you are looking for a cure for COVID. And if you were wrong, you would just put your hands down and let people die, you know? So it's the same way, like, uh, you are trading and you're wrong. You don't want to let your hands down and kind of give up. It's like, every time you are wrong, that means you can write something down where you were wrong. And after many, many times of being wrong, you have this list uh, of things where you was wrong. And then you can actually kind of like decide, do I want to keep losing and doing these things over and over again? Or do I want to do opposite on these things that I have listed down after many, many true errors and many, many hours and kind of become profitable and become, you know, successful. So it's your own choice. Do you want to be successful or not? So basically what I tell to my students all the time, I say, I tell them, write everything down, write your every mistake down. So after you have this list of things where you lost money because I did this, I lost money because I was trading off my phone. I lost money because I wasn't disciplined today. I lost money because I got into a fight with my girlfriend. My mindset wasn't right. I lost money because my risk management wasn't right. And you have all these lists of things where you lost money. And then only thing you need to do is to make a choice. Do you want to keep doing these things or do you want to do opposite and start winning money? So that's kind of my mindset. That That's awesome stuff, guys. I mean, I would replay that and listen to it a few times because it's, it's something I've struggled with is trying to, you know, even even in a back test, I don't like being wrong in a back test, so it's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do this manual back test and do 10, 20 trades, and then find out that the system didn't work. So then I'll start adapting it during the 10, yeah. 20 trades, and completely undermining the system. By the end of it, it's, I don't even know what the system is. It's completely yeah. made up. It's, it's not even that. There's no sort of factual stuff behind it. I mean, yeah. it, it all goes back to what you've said there in t- terms of those hints. Write it down. Go back and read it, and then make a decision, which I think is the key thing there. Now, yeah. um, you, you talked about heading off to the toilets to go and check the charts. What what on earth 
sort of what education did you do or what training or uh, how did you get to the point where you knew what or we thought you knew what you were doing? So basically, uh, I was a self-learner, you know, YouTube. Let me tell you something. All these courses that are in the market, I would say five to 10% uh, of them are original. All other courses are just everything that you can get on YouTube, but just placed in the right order. And all these words said from the, that, that person that you bought the course from, because I like, I'm a, a live example of self-taught trader. You know, I was just looking at YouTube, uh, Google, baby pips, all these things. If you are passionate, you'll find a way to educate yourself and you need, to, you don't need to spend like thousands of dollars, you know, I would like, yeah, if you find a trader that you like, that you prefer, of course, you can buy a course and maybe that will help. But basically, I learned the basics and then I kind of like started looking at the charts myself that I was kind of backtesting and kind of I was focusing on trend lines when I just started. Uh, and why did and you focus I, on trend lines? Why, why was it that? Why was it that the thing you thought after you know out of the whole of Google, the whole of YouTube? Why did you decide on trend lines? Uh, so basically, uh, it's because the price only moves up, it only moves down, or it consolidates. So if it moves up, it's it kind of moves in this cha- in this channel on the or this trend line, you know. And after it breaks down there's a probability that it's going to start a consolidate or reverse and move to the downside. So basically when I started backtesting, I was like, how do I find a particular price action where the trend line break and it starts to move down? Like for example, if the price was moving up because there are a lot of fake outs on the trend lines, right? So I kind of look, started looking at the price action and I found this five leg move that I kind of created, you know, that I noticed. So it's because uh, I'll show you later on the chart, but it's kind of like series of the uh, lower lows and lower highs that needs to happen before uh, I take a trade off the trend line break. So basically, uh, many, many, many hours of backtesting and kind of only thing you need to know is basics and any, everything else you can find your own. Like I would say every strategy uh, has to fit your personality. So basically, if you are following some person and you're learning from him just because he's driving a nice car, it doesn't mean you're gonna, he's going to help you to become successful because he's, his trading style may be different from your personality. What I mean by your personality, are you really patient? That means are you should be more of a scalper or a swing trader. Are, do, you have, do you work? Do you have a full-time job? Do you have a half-half-time job? It kind of has to like adjust to your trading style, you know? So every strategy has to fit your personality. And when you just start, start to learn trading, after you learn those basics, you need to find a strategy or you need to find a system that fits your personality. And that's one of the most important things, I, I believe so. Now, just diving back into backtesting, because I think it's quite an important thing for guys starting out. And especially if they're going to take the route of, you know, just going to YouTube or Google and trying to find it out themselves. I mean, how did you, can you sort of take us back to those days when you were back testing and, and the notes you were taking and things that you might have, or obstacles you might have come up against? 
so basically, coming back to the same thing, I was taking notes every time I was wrong uh, on the one paper and every time I was right on the other paper. Uh, and for example, I was testing out one strategy. I was writing these things down. Then I was uh, back testing another strategy and writing these things down. And it's kind of like you kind of start to get that feeling. You know, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but after you do do this stuff for some period of time, you kind of like start to get this feeling. Like you see a couple candles, and you kind of already know that it might reverse here. You know. It's not 100%, but it's just you kind of start get to, to get that feeling because I read articles somewhere where it says if you do something for 10,000 hours, you can call yourself professional in that, uh, in that thing uh, because uh, scientists said that it takes 10 hours, uh, 10,000 hours to uh, master anything that you do, anything. So basically, after you do it for so long, you kind of start to get that feeling. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of you can talk about uh, uh, back testing. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, what did you have I, on those? So you had. I, I like the idea. You had a bit of paper for what you did right and a bit of paper for what you did wrong. What were you writing down on those? Uh, so basically, my mistakes, uh, my entries, because every time I was back testing and entering the trade, uh, I was also writing down the risk. I also had a journal where I was like, this pair, uh, this uh, day of the week this hour, uh, this risk that I'm taking, uh, this mindset. Uh, I also post, uh, like, you, you know where you can copy a picture on TradingView? I would also post a before and after picture of my chart of the trade. So it's kind of like as much data you can gather, the better, you know? It's kind of, it's, it's all there for you to take it, but it's on you if you're going to take it, you know? It's, it's... Uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of dedication. Yeah, it sounds like that. I mean, how long would it take you to do one trade just with all that, taking screenshots and writing down notes and finding oh, the trade? It, it depends, but, like, when I just started, it would take a lot of time, you know, to get used to. But once you already, like, have, like, a couple hundred trades like that, writing down, you kind of start to get, you know, make it quicker. But I would say uh, to find the trades up to five minutes and write everything down, uh, another six to ten minutes. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually, uh, twice now, I've come across like doing things. Well, it's actually slightly different from what you've said. It's more like doing things uh, quicker to try and really get it inside your brain. So yeah. um, once somebody said, uh, like a very good trader said to me, who hasn't been on the show, who said to me, uh, hey, look, you know, try and do this within two minutes. And you want to try and do the whole analysis within two minutes. So you're struggling to really get it done. But over time, you start to see things a lot quicker. And then I just I just decided to do it myself, like, literally two weeks ago. And I found that after doing that, I got exponentially better than I was even two weeks, three weeks ago. Yeah. So I think there's something to do with not just doing it, but also doing it with a bit of speed as well. Um, okay, cool. So that's... So how did you go from that transition of like college student to part-time trading to full-time trading? Uh, so basically when I was, like I said, when I was playing basketball, I kind of started learning about it. And then uh, when I made that decision that uh, I want to quit basketball and go into trading, I kind of started, I kind of was at break-even stage, 
So basically, I would be a break-even trader. And along the way, my profits and my consistency increased. And uh, it's been some time that I've been profitable. You know, it's, it's kind of after you become profitable, you kind of relax and take a deep breath. Because when you're learning, you're losing, you have a lot of stress. And what I always tell to my uh, students is uh, there's 30% of technicals, some, somebody say 20 and 70 or 80 of mentally, mentality in trading. And what I say to my students, make your technicals, your trading as simple as possible. Because there's a lot of mental stuff that you need to deal with. And if you make your trading simple, you don't have to think about it anymore. And only thing you need to deal with is your psychology. So basically, right now I have a trading plan of, I have a supply and demand zone. I need three things to take a trade. Trend, momentum, and zones. If I have a trend, if I see a clear momentum, and if I have the right zones, that's it. That's all I need. Now, only thing I need to deal with my psychology. I need to be patient. I need to use the right risk. I need to exit and enter, enter positions on the right time. So basically, if you make your trading as simple as possible, it's going to be way easier to deal with your mentality and your psychology in the trading. So that's what I teach my students. And so in terms of entering your trades on the at the right time, you, I take it you're doing, well, actually, I'm trying to do it from memory. Did you do limit orders or market orders to get in? Market orders. Market, market orders. orders. So you need to be at the chart when something happens. So what time frames are you trading? Uh, so lately, I've been trading US 30. Mostly, I've been trading US 30. And uh, I would look uh, for the trend on four-hour to two-hour time frames. I would look for momentum on one hour and 30 minute time frame. And I would look on entries on 15 and five minute entries uh, for entries uh, time frame. Okay, so so that means you must be like looking at the chart or have you got a routine to, to look at the chart so that you're not there for like a, you know, six hours of the day? Exactly, that's a really good question. So basically uh, another thing that I tell to my followers or whatever you want to call it, um, I lately, I've been only taking from four to seven trades a week. When I was uh, before, when I just started trading, I would take 10 to 30 trades every day, every day. That's <laughs> every crazy. Day. Every when day. I think about it, that's crazy. That and crazy. I have some students as well that come in and like, yeah, I take 40 trades every day. I'm like, are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like Broke that's so hard rich. to deal with. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what I do is I come to the office, I mark the charts, I set alerts, and I close the chart. Because every time if you uh, look at the charts the whole day, you're going to have this sense of feeling that I think it's happening now. I think it's happening now when it's not. So basically, I mark my charts up, I set alerts, and I'll leave this alone. I get alert on my phone. I open the charts, I execute the trade, and I'll leave it alone. I only manage the trades when they are open, you know. So that's, that's I, I have become such a stress-free trader, and I love it so much. It's like when you have a pretty big capital, for example, FTMO, if you have 100 or 300K accounts, it's like 1% uh, gain is 3,000 uh, euros or dollars. So basically, all you need, like if you make, three three percent that day that's nine thousand dollars 
I think for me right now, that's enough. So basically that's, that's all I need. I just relax. I set alerts. Uh, I have a trading system that works just perfectly and I love it. Uh, my followers love it. And it's such a stress-free right now for me trading life. I have a lot of time to do other things. I have a lot of time to uh, build other businesses and brands kind of expand and stabilize my income. It's like, I really preach and teach my members to make it, to make their trading as simple as possible. Cool. And so are these alerts being set on what time frame? So basically, uh, I don't know, are we going to go on the charts? We will go on the charts. Yeah, we'll get, we'll do a video after yeah. this, but I'm just sort of, uh, yeah, just so that I can get my head around. Okay. So basically, uh, when I'll show you an example, you're going to see like, so for example, if the trend is going up and the momentum is going up and you still kind of have like this little retracement on the, for example, five minute time frame, I just need a break of the high of that five minute retracement. And that's, that will be my entry point. So basically that's it. Okay, so so you'll, you'll put a break, it's a break of whatever level, but yeah. it could be five minutes away. It could be an hour away, depending yeah. on where, where things are. Okay. Exactly. So, okay, cool. So it's, it's a level that, and is that level on the hourly chart or the four hour chart or? It depends. It, it depends. all depends. Okay, I, right, I, 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 I wouldn't say it's above anywhere above one hour. Okay. Okay. Well, like, four to seven trades a week. I think that's still, that's still up there for, for some of my guests. Um, now, what about uh, when of those four to seven? So assume you take seven. How many are you going to win? Depends. Uh, depends on the week. Uh, f- like two weeks ago, I had a winning streak of twelve trades in a row. Trade twelve winning trades in a row. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then you could have like two wins, two losses. Then, for example, three losses, and then again, ten win. You know, ten winning trade streak. Uh, I had a 12 winning, no, 13 trades winning streak, uh, I think one and a half month ago. And now I just had a 10 or 11 winning streak uh, a couple of weeks ago. Damn. So yeah. that's high, man. That, that's high. And I mean, look, when you were doing the, the, the tra- uh, trader versus trader challenges, you were going for quite high risk to rewards at some points. I think some of it was like just part of the challenge and trying to win it. Um, yeah. what, what's your tip? Do you have any, how do you get out of a trade? Uh, so, okay. Uh, I have, I always set three take profits, uh, but I don't set them. I just have them in my head. So my first take profits is always one-to-one, one-to-one. Uh, second profits uh, is on the level above where the price could bounce down. For example, if I'm taking long, where the price could react. And the third level, especially if I'm trading US 30 and it's at all-time highs, I would just look at the round numbers. So 35,500, 36,000, 35,750, all these bank numbers. And uh, how I would manage that trade is basically, well, when I have my TPs, I would just read the price action, how it reacts to my TPs. So for example, if it hits my TP1 with a lot of momentum, it's going up strong with some big, big bullish candles, I would not do anything. Why would I do anything if it's like going up? Oh, so it's going to go through moment? your 1R, you just get, you're happy for it to run, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, basically, and if it comes to TP2 and it kind of starts to wick, start, starts to slow down, then I might be taking partials or I would be setting stops to break even. So 
I always say again to my students, read the candles like you read the words, like you read the book, because they all have a meaning. Like they all say what the price wants to do. Because like, once again, when we're back on the chart, I'm, I'm going to tell you how you can see it when the price is kind of slowing down and it's kind of picking up momentum. It's, 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 you just have to read it like you read the word, like you read the book. And once you do it for such a long time, it's going to come. It's just going to, you're going to just have that understanding. Yeah. So, so do you have like a, if you're trying to teach somebody else how to read candles, I mean, what, what do you get them to do? Uh, just all, all these candles are, has names, right? So there's bullish engulfing candle. There's a shooting star candle. So basically, uh, let's say you take a long trade and there's bullish engulfing candle, smaller bullish candle, smaller, smaller, then it's kind of long, couple long wicks, and then bearish candle, bearish candle. You can, you can say that by reading the price action. Then, okay, it was strong momentum, but it kind of starts to move down. That means the bears are taking over. And even, that, even if when you had that strong momentum to the upside, it's still pushing down that tells that okay the bears are starting to get back into control so just basically wicks candles engulfing candles tells a lot yeah and and where do you think people when i say people traders get caught out by looking at candles where do you think uh guys who uh, you know keep losing that they're not getting 10 out of 10 trades 12 out of 12 what do you think's going on in the market or what do you think they're doing that's helping them screw themselves over because people that's are tricking that's them. amazing question that's amazing question cam and i have a really simple answer uh they um so basically let's say i have a zone below and you have a four hour candle to the downside four hour bearish big big engulfing candle and they would not pay attention to that they would go to a five-minute time frame. They would see some rejection. Okay, it's rejecting here. It's going to go up. No, the previous four-hour candle is a strong bearish candle. Why? It's basically a smaller time frame is like a magnifying glass of what's actually happening. So basically, uh, you look at the four-hour time frame, you can kind of use smaller time frames to magnify that price action that's happening in that four-hour time frame candle. And you get a lot of information from that and people don't understand. They have these specific rules that they follow, but they don't follow the price action. So basically, uh, you kind of have to look at all time frames to have that overall bias of what's uh, happening. So basically, uh, the trend is up uh, and I have a price bouncing with strong momentum. I go to a lower time frame. I see long wicks on that zone. I'm good to take a trade. It's it's basically, uh, it would be way easier to me uh, for me to explain with the chart. Yeah, you I know, think I, I think I understand what you're saying. Yes, you got to yeah. you can get you can actually work out what's going to happen if you go to a lower time frame and yeah. Check out so what, basically, you have an overall candles. yeah you have overall bias overall trend on the higher time frame, and you just kind of like zoom in 15, 5, uh, 30 minute time frames to see what's happening inside of that. So uh, I would say. For all the traders, kind of pay attention to all the time frames and kind of have an overall bias of what's happening. And, and when you're in a trade, uh, and let's just try and take maybe three time frames. Uh, let's say let's say the 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 one hour, fifteen minute, and thirty minute. 
should have done them in the right order. But um, how many of those candles, when you're in a trade, are important to you, or do you take note of from a percentage point of view? I know it's a weird question, but I no, no, I, I understand your question. It's uh, so basically, let's say the trend is up. I have a dem- demand zone below. I need the price to come to that demand zone before continuing to the upside, right? So I wait for the price to come down to that demand zone. I look for some wicks to show that the price is rejecting that zone. And then I need uh, three, uh, five minutes up candles or two 15 minute up candles uh, for me to be like sure enough that, okay, this level is respected. This level is rejected. The price is now moving up. And with that, but also really important thing I like to notice, one of the biggest mistakes that traders do is instead of guessing what's going to happen, you have to react to what's happening already. And that's going to increase your win rate a lot. Instead of guessing what's going to happen, react to what's happening already. Well, that's cryptic, but I think I get it. Uh, so basically, let's say I have a level and the price is way above here and you guess that the price is going to come down here and then shoot from that level. That's a guess. Yeah. But if you wait for the price to go to that level, you wait for the price to start moving up to actually wait for it to start happening and then enter the trade, that's going to increase your win redressable. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Now, that's that sounds like... um. Something I got told ages ago, I mean, around blind fl- blind fading levels, which is like, it's going to hit the level and go. And you blindly hoping that it's going to work and you're not doing what you've just yeah, said. So, exactly. okay, cool. Um, right, so you trade, do you only trade US 30 now? Only US 30? Uh, so basically, I focus on US 30. I trade on my FDMO accounts, uh, US 30. Um, I would always look at the Forex pairs as well. But now, right now, I'm looking at Forex more of a swing trading, you know. So sometimes I would uh, hold Forex pair trades for from one to two weeks, you know. So I just look at the four-hour daily time frame. I set my analysis. I set my alerts and I leave it alone. I have alerts set. Uh, I would say one to three alerts go off during the week for my Forex pairs. And that's how many takes uh, trades I would take on Forex. But every day I trade US 30. Some, sometimes I wouldn't have a setup on US 30. But if I have a setup, I do live sessions with my students every day. I trade live US 30. Uh, I call out those trades and uh, I enjoy it a lot. US 30 is really nice. It was interesting though, because right? when you did the challenges, you were basically doing any pair. And I think like sometimes the other trader picked the pair for you. And uh, I don't know if you did US 30 or any, um, you might have done gold. So why you why do you like why have you migrated to us 30 and why do you like it so much uh so basically when i was doing that challenge i was already trading us 30 but only for myself i wasn't sharing that with anyone you know i kind of was like uh telling to myself i need to be master of this before uh letting know anybody else know that i'm trading this or uh, teaching anybody else about trading this so once i mastered it once i felt comfortable about it that's well where where i went public uh, but why I chose US 30 is because it's uh, way easier to read that fundamentally. So basically anything happening in the world, you kind of uh, easier to kind of ha- have that feeling, okay, where it's going to be uh, 
uh, the bias on fundamentals. So for example, you have COVID outbreaks, you have protests, you have uh, lower, uh, uh, lower or higher. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. It's it's way easier to read uh, fundamentally. And uh, technically, when you only read one thing, it's kind of gets in your under your skin, you know. Yeah. And if you focus only one thing, after some time, it's gonna be part of your you know brain. So I kind of have US 30 rhythm back in the back of my head. <laughs> now, um, you sort of touched on this, but what does your typical trading day look like? Uh, so yeah, I would uh, come to the office before a London session. I would mark my charts up. I would set alerts. Uh, before that, I would go to the gym. Uh, and then after I set my alerts, I would be working on some other stuff like posting YouTube videos, writing down education, uh, writing down analysis for my groups, for my students, replying to emails and stuff like that. And once, if my alert goes off, I call that trade out in my group. I take that trade myself. And every New York session, every day, I share a Zoom link uh, to my followers and we trade live in in New York session. So basically it's not just like trading, me calling out trade, but it's also like kind of speaking to each other, sharing each other's knowledge, sharing sharing, uh, trade ideas and stuff like that. And after New York session, I would uh, take some last notes, take some last looks of the trades I took or I didn't take. And that's it. That's that's all. That's my day. Awesome. And what do you think made you different from other guys out there that you can see are struggling or, or they're not making it work or they've got other challenges? Passion and long-term vision, I would say. Uh, I would say passion uh, is the most important thing. Uh, because if you are coming to this business just just because of the money and you don't actually love reading the charts, you don't actually love being wrong, you don't actually love, uh, you know, kind of getting through these challenges, then it's going to be really hard. If you only want to make money, it's going to be really hard to learn. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's, I think, really important. Yeah. I was really, really, really passionate about it. And that's, that's interesting, eh? And in terms of the money side of it, I mean, why did you not have any desire around the money to start off with? Like I said, it's because, like, I, I had that long-term vision that I said. The second thing about being successful is if you fall in love with this, if you actually get through this, the money will come, you know? The money thing will come. Maybe uh, the first year you're going to make hundred dollars on a trade maybe in the next year you're going to make thousand dollars a day maybe in the five i'm 22 years old man i'm 22 years old uh i after five years i'm gonna be 27 i'm still gonna be pretty young so so i have this long-term vision of of not you know rushing things just kind of taking it slow and you know that's it Okay, so let's put see if we can put you in the shoes of, of somebody who's working a day job. They've been, maybe they're 35, they've been working for a while now, maybe 15 years, don't really like what they're doing. How would you get them to start growing an account? What steps would you put them through? That's a great question. First of all, I would put all my time uh, on following all the traders on Instagram <laughs> and just kind of... <laughs> because uh, that's really important like when you see people that are already successful it's really hard to be patient and be you know kind of trust the process and i would put my head down and learn and backtest and write things down 
and take it, take your time because if not one year, it's going to be two years, but it's going to be still successful if you're going to keep doing this and uh, put your head down into trade, into demo trading, into uh, education. Uh, then put like, for example, put $250 into your account. If you make 10% in, on $250 account, it is as impressive as making 10% on a $100,000 account. So once you start to transfer into that live trading, once you start having that little fear, little greed, when you're trading live money and you overcome that, then you can start looking for investors. Then you can start to look for FDMO accounts and stuff like that. So kind of like first step. Or CTI is, accounts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exact. Education, uh, then small accounts, trying to uh, fight the greed, fight the, your patience, fight your risk management, and then kind of start building up from there. Brilliant. Okay, cool. Um, and... Three things to educate yourself on if you're jumping onto YouTube or Google or whatever. Three things a trader should start educating themselves on. Uh, reading the price action. Uh, right now, I would say supply and demand levels. And uh, the third thing, I would say... I would... I would say the third thing would would be psychology, trading psychology. And in, in terms of like the supply and demand levels, do you have a certain way that you draw your levels up, or yeah, yeah, and yes, it's the same yes. time. It's the same way every single time. It's pretty much the same. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, now, talking about psychology, I mean, do you have any sort of special techniques or tips you can share with us? Uh, yeah, I mentioned one that I do every day. It's uh, analyze the chart set alerts and close your computer that's that's you're going to avoid a lot of losses and a lot of stupid trades and a lot of mistakes by doing that because uh before i would find myself really like looking at the charts 24 7 and ex ex executing trades that i shouldn't have and making dumb mistakes is once you read the chart once you analyze it once you know you're going to enter set alerts and leave it alone let the price do its thing. If it goes to your level, then it's okay. And if it doesn't, come back the next day, read the chart again, set the price uh, alerts once again, and repeat that. Cool. Awesome stuff. Well, look, um, we're going to jump into the quick fire round here. You've answered some of the questions already, and then we'll wrap up. So how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? I would say just above one year. What's your favorite entry setup? Uh Trends, momentum, and supply and demand zones. Um, we've answered the, you've answered the next question, but what, what's your recommended trading book or resource? Uh, YouTube. Uh, do you have a preferred broker and trading platform? Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say Global Prime. I'm using for my live accounts, but I'm uh, personally on FTMO. Hey folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100K. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. Um, do you want to walk us, walk us through your worst ever trade? Worst ever trade. 
Uh, I wouldn't say it was the worst set of like worst trade. It was worst set of trades. So basically, uh, I lost one trade. I tried to win back that trade. I lost that trade. I tried to win that trade. It was like five losses in a row on the same day and over like 11K and like loss, you know. So it was stressful. Mm. Right. And then you kind of, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Go on, mate. Go on. Yeah, it's like, and you, Next day, you have to come back with that, you know, mindset where you lost a lot of money and you kind of have to breathe and start everything over again. So that was pretty, pretty stressful. And and losing 11K, I mean, how many days or weeks would it have taken you to make that back? Uh, I remember that time, but right now, sometimes it takes two, three days. Righty-ho. Brilliant. Well, look... um... Before we wrap up, can you leave us with one, our listeners, with one piece of advice? Uh, I can say a couple. Just be passionate about it. Find yourself uh, falling in love with this stuff. Find yourself falling in love with being wrong. And like I said, instead of trying to guess what's going to happen, react to what's happening already. Awesome, awesome. Well, look, Dovi, it's been great to have you on and, and get your full story and not like little bits and pieces during these challenges, which I, yeah. I, I think we missed out on heaps. And it's been probably six months, if not a year, since we last had you on. So um, thanks for coming back on. And what's the best way for the guys to get hold of, hold of you? Uh, so I have an Instagram, Dovi.fx. There's a lot of fake accounts, so Dovi.fx. You can reach out to me there. I have a link to all my Telegram and stuff like that. But if you have any questions... Can follow me there, and I have a YouTube channel, Davi FX Trading. Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Davi for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all those links, are going to be in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Davi D O V Y in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, so there we are. We've uh, finished that interview with Dovi. I know you would have got a ton of value out of that. I loved it. Uh, I also loved the video we shot afterwards where he breaks down what he does on a price chart. You've got to go and check this out because it does introduce you to a very unique pattern, something that nobody else here on the show has talked about. Uh, in the amount of detail that he's gone into as well. I was quite surprised. And in fact, I didn't really get it from the Trader vs. Trader series, but I'm sure he was using it there as well. So you could probably watch the video, then go back and check out Trader vs. Trader and see if he applies it and where he applies it and how he applies it. So um, guys, definitely go and check that out on the YouTube channel if you're not already here. Uh, Genius Traders coming, recording something this Friday. That should be uh, hitting the airwaves soon, uh, along with a ton of awesome guests that are coming up on the show. Now, if you do want to get access to my Happy Singles Bot, it's still available this month of December 2021. After that, it disappears forever. Uh, this It's done 2% in the first week. Now, you also get with that, obviously, to get it, you've got to join my Robot Builders Club. You get with that the skills to build fully or semi-automated trading robots to help improve your trading. So the doors are still open for that at the moment. Um, yeah, come on board. Ask some questions. I've got a chat there as well on the uh, on the page. If you do want to get access to that, head over to Trading Nut. You can ask me questions about it if you're unsure about anything, and I'll talk you through it there. You actually do talk to me, not one of uh, my support staff or anything like that. You do talk to me on that Robot Builders Club page, so you can happily ask questions away. All right, guys. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in the next one.